Welcome to the Hybrid Club Scout Podcast with me, Emily Einelander. And me, Corinne Kalaski. We're mapping the frontier between traditional and indie publishing. And today it is our fifth annual Halloween episode. Woo! <laughs> Can you fucking believe this? No, I can't. I can't believe we've like faithfully done one for the last five years. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Even like we skipped other, this is like the one holiday that we really have to um, celebrate every year. So yeah, I think it's really important. It's, yeah. it's, it's important to me. I know it's important to you. Yes. yes yeah. Yeah. If there's uh, honestly, if I didn't do a show mm-hmm. all year, like yeah. even by myself, like, yeah. I would make you do this Halloween episode <laughs> with me every year. <laughs> I'm glad I would. Yeah. I mean, I do it very happily and willingly. So you don't even really have to ask just assume that I'll do it. So awesome. Yeah. All right. So I'm just going to recap the ones that we did over the last five years. Um, we did our kind of recap episode last year, so we're not going to get too crazy. But um, so the first year was the one where we first introduced the whole Nancy Brophy uh a uh, romance author murderer lady who is now in prison. Yes. So mm-hmm. she's come a lo- you've come a long way, baby. <laughs> now you're in prison. So where you belong. Yeah. Anyway. And yeah. then we also did the creepy pastas in that one. Um, I went and looked up the um the social media sort of live feed video ones that we read. Yeah. And they're gone. Oh no. They're not up anymore. Oh, well, I'm glad you've read them then. I know they're immortalized in our own um, (laughs) podcast way. Exactly. (laughs) In our own voices. Then the next year was episode 31. We talked about ladies of horror lit, um, specifically Shirley Jackson, um, who remains the goat. Um, And then weirdly, Joyce Carol Oates, who now when I look at that, I'm like, is she even really that much of a horror author or is she just horrifying? I think it's the latter. I mean, because wasn't that mostly about her keyboard and about how disgusting her keyboard was? And her foot. And her foot. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. She. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. She's something else. She it's, is. It's kind of the same thing now with Joyce Carol Oates that I feel about. And, you know, to a lesser extent, I feel this about her. But Jordan Peterson when I see him talking on anything now, I just start laughing (laughs) because people are doing all these super cuts of him where they just like create completely new, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't have sex with my wife anymore. (laughs) Like that kind of stuff. Um, Also, I realized that in that episode, we talked about reading um, uh, Carmen Maria Machado's And I'm finally finishing that. Oh, like four years. You know what? There's no shame in that because you know how much I read. It's not a lot. So um, (laughs) how is it though? It's probably incredible, right? It's good. I specifically just read a story that was kind of a, um, a catalog of people who um, she'd had sex with, but it was like in the background, it was the growth and um taking over of a global pandemic Whoa. yeah so you could see <laughs> the progression of the disease over the course of her inventory yep. so yeah. i thought that was pretty clever that um, is yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. just skipping the husband stitch one. Oh right yes i'm, I'm not reading that. about that yeah mm-hmm. yeah yep 
Yep. Then the next year was episode 51. We talked with Emily Edwards, host of Fuck Boys of Literature, about Grady Hendrix and mm-hmm. a little bit about Edgar Allan Poe. And I don't know if you saw the news from her or if we've talked about this. No. Her book got picked up. That's awesome. Good for her. Yeah. It's uh, Crooked Lane Books, which does mysteries and thrillers. And she has a two book deal so far. Um, I don't know if the second one's out yet, but the first one is called Viviana Valentine Gets Her Man. And then there's Viviana Valentine Goes Up the River nice yeah so you can find the pre-order links and stuff um at miss emily edwards i'll link it on the website so we're yay emily congratulations that's very exciting (laughs) yeah and then last year we did our episode 57 a kind of retrospective and a where are they now of the uh the people that we had discussed previously I don't think Nancy Brophy was in prison yet. So I'm glad we did an update on her. I'll be it very briefly because, you know, yeah. Was... I think she was in prison, but she was trying to get out because of COVID. Like she's oh, like, I must I not be in yeah. prison. And it's like, right. yes, everyone must not be in prison yeah. because of COVID. <laughs> right. like you're, you're not the only one True. <laughs> that yeah. this is a concern for. Right, right. Yeah. And you did kill your husband. So you, you know, are not wrongly imprisoned also. No, no in a yeah. very embarrassing way. Mm-hmm. Um, very embarrassing and sad. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. And now here we are, number five. Mm-hmm. Lucky number five, <laughs> or something like at least a like round, pretty number five. Yes. yes, right. So, are you ready for Halloween? I think so. I hope so. What yeah. Are do- what are you doing? Tell well, this year I am going to um, Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios in Hollywood. Um, in holly i don't know i've never been there um so right isn't it yeah i don't know anyway so i'm very excited about that because a i've never been to universal studios and b it's gonna be in halloween although apparently you're not allowed to wear a costume because it like conflicts wait i know that was my reaction too i don't know it's whatever you're not allowed to you're not supposed to um so does it confuse the actors or something yeah maybe it's got to be something like that i'm not sure so but honestly i feel like that's a little bit of pressure off you know because i don't have a costume at the moment i'll probably just take this with me which is really lame but whatever corinne um, is wearing a witch's hat oh yeah right sorry I'm <laughs> <laughs> so um anyway but i'm very excited for that so and it'll be nice i'm gonna be in la so i'll be in a different like you know different place for halloween so fun yeah I don't know what about you what are you doing for Halloween I have no plans I'm going to be coming back from the page break conference in San Francisco so that's on the 29th and then like I don't know nobody's having parties or anything so I'll probably be tired I know I know it's so dumb but yeah no no I mean I just feel like it's like people still have not gotten back in the swing of having parties like after COVID like people just kind of stopped doing it which Mm -hmm. sucks um then anyway yeah but you could trick-or-treaters at your house don't you not anymore really yeah not really but we did get the Suspiria soundtrack on vinyl that is cool and we we listened to it the other night and it is off the hook and then I remembered that you and I and Andrew are going to go see it yes we're gonna go see Goblin play along with Suspiria at the Hollywood theater and I have it's the thing I am most excited for that we have ever done at the Hollywood theater. And that's saying a lot. That is saying a lot. That's true. I am also very excited. I wish it weren't so goddamn far away, but I do think it's funny that it's like right before Christmas. Well, not right before Christmas, but like the beginning of December. Christmas. Yeah. 
He'll be here before you know it. That's true. Yeah. I'll just call that in December, my Halloween celebration. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll need one. Um, hey, make it all the times of year. Oh, the other soundtrack news is as I was working on today's script yeah. uh, last night, I um, listened to the hereditary soundtrack, Ooh. which I had done just on my computer speakers while I was doing stuff before. Cause I was like, oh, this is like good background music while I'm right. working. However, when you have it exactly in your ears at 11 o'clock at night, um, it's really fucking scary. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> and there's lots of like screams and like, oh. spooky noises and like in the background. And I could have turned it off, but then I didn't. And then I had nightmares and uh. I did it to myself. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I deserved them. Yes. Well, yes. But I think we've been doing okay with scary movies. Like we could have done better, but we've done some good ones. Yeah, I think we have too. I really tried to institute a different scary movie every night of October rule at the beginning of October, which has not happened. But I feel like I've watched a decent amount of them or scary TV shows or I mean, that's pretty much all it's been this month. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. we did do um, we did do the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, my best friend's exorcism we watched yeah. that together yeah yeah I it liked was, it I did too it was fun yeah I liked it a lot yeah yeah and then we watched exorcist three together yes. because yes. I took give a chicken to watch that myself so that was really good and really scary and I was glad that you were there uh because yeah I wouldn't have done that I'm glad that you watched it with me you yes. can watch all the demon movies at my house oh good okay good all right yeah even though um we're going to just talk about demons a lot tonight (laughs) yes (laughs) and recite like incantations right i gave all those to you and you said it's fine it's fine it's fine god only knows what kind of entities i'm inviting into my house but i'll take a chance well the reason i feel okay reading these is Mm -hmm. because you have to have all this preparation and stuff before they even count like you have to prepare your body or you have to have yeah. different like runes or oh okay talismans so right it doesn't even count mm-hmm. like yeah. yeah yeah so I'm not I'm not scared I'm really. not really scared either if I, I were scared I would never put that on you <laughs> I appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> oh and the other thing that kind of ties into what we're going to talk about is you and i went and saw uh evil dead 2 yes yes and so we today um are going to talk about something somewhat related um to the necronomicon and no it is not another anthropodermic bibliopagy episode because i think <laughs> i would literally die <laughs> We're going to talk about grimoires. Yay! Yeah, I heard. I heard some people on a podcast I was listening to be very adamant that you shouldn't pronounce it grimoire because it was too up, like uh, nose in the air. But oh. I like it. Yeah, isn't that how it's pronounced? How do, how do they are they pronounce it like grimoire? Yeah, they're saying grimoire. Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's grimoire. Over it. Grimoire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so some of the sources I used and we, um, that I shared, I think I shared a couple with you. Yep. There's uh, Grimoire's A History of Magic Books by Owen Davies. That's the one that is very scholarly. Um, the Book of Grimoire's The Secret Grammar of Magic by Claude Lecoteau. Um, and that's one from a magic practitioner's point of view. 
And most of the podcasts I found were people who were doing magic in some way or another, you know, neo magician, like neo pagan types. Okay. Um, So one of them was an interview with uh, Al Cummins on the Rune Soup podcast and then the Southern Bramble podcast. And then um, I actually read the entirety of the Lesser Key of Solomon last night. You did? How long is it? It's only like 40 pages or something. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, um, and it was the one that's translated by McGregor Mathers and Alistair. Crowley. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, I want to start by asking you that when I say the word grimoire, what do you think would be in such a book? I would think um, spell, well, spells kind of like incantations, summoning, uh, what's the right word? Like maybe summoning incantations is the right word. Yes. Like that kind of thing. Um, some way, like a way that you can connect to the, uh, with the other side is what I would generally think that's in a grimoire. Am I right? I mean, yeah, that's some of it. There's okay. a lot of stuff in, what them, else actually. Is in there. Tell me what else is in there. Uh, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will. <laughs> so actually the French word that grimoire comes from is grammaire, which means grammar. So it's uh, a textbook of magic or you were kind of, I think you said this first, a spell book. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people favor the handwritten ones. Uh, Some people create their own grimoires, um, Mm -hmm. like a household grimoire might be called a book of shadows. That's kind of a Wiccan thing. Um, They can be found all over the world uh, throughout history. There are some that are written today even we'll be focusing on western magic from mostly the christian tradition with some hebraic and islamic influences and yes christian grimoires you heard that right seems like an oxymoron certainly does but it's not (laughs) so a lot of grimoires are named after very famous philosophers and kings and people from history i got holy joes from history (laughs) (laughs) i love that Thank you. <laughs> but most of those attributions are pseudoepigraphical, and which means they are wrongly attributed. And that's the one I learned from the Southern guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you for defining that word because I did. I don't want to have another apologia situation on our hands here. Oh, God. Still reeling with embarrassment from that. I, it was legendary. <laughs> um, so people like we were talking about the lesser key of solomon we don't know if that was really solomon or not some people think that it was i was watching an interview with a rabbi who (laughs) was talking as if it were the truth that solomon did create it okay so um i don't know probably a little column a little column b sort of thing since the older grimoires like many books from before the printing press um they were copied and recopied over and over again so the meanings kind of morphed and changed because you know there was no such thing as a typo or standardized spelling at the time so it's possible that things that were one entity at one point became a different entity at another point or one ingredient to another um so it's sort of this fun ever changing ever morphing giant game of telephone except with books it's also 
in that way that a lot of folklores from different cultures sort of got combined into the grimoire so in england the fae somehow found their way into that Mm -hmm. Um, in scandinavia there were lots of runic and uh, nordic god connections okay Uh, i heard someone say that grimoires developed into egregoric stories which is a chaos magic thing which i yes am interested in So that means that they take on a life of their own the more that people come into agreement around it. That's oversimplifying. But the more that people believe in something, the more powerful it becomes and the more likely it is to be real. Gotcha. Um, So like lots of things in our culture. Yeah. 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 I was going to say that's like why I believe in our episode where we talked to um, Emily Edwards, we talked about how like the exorcist is so scary because the director believed was like Catholic, I think, and believed in all that shit. So it wouldn't have been that scary if it was directed by an atheist. I don't think anyway. Yeah. And like a a Jesuit priest wrote it. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, things like the Slender Man. Right. (laughs) The Slender Man. (laughs) Something that is a creepy, po- it's sort of like urban legends or creepy pastas. Mm-hmm. They become real to us and no one's quite sure if they are real or not. Right. Um, but it doesn't matter because by the time that you have put that much energy into something, it's real in some way. Yeah. Yeah. And it always makes me think of Twin Peaks as well. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Tulpas and whatnot. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. So grimoires could be used to gain esoteric knowledge, but they could also be used to do love spells. That's nice. Uh, you could make good luck talismans or uh, use them as treasure hunting manuals um, or get assistance in committing crimes, which oh, we will okay. also talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like you to please read this spell to keep foxes out of one's garden oh of course gladly okay all right say three times a week in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy ghost foxes and vixens i conjure you in the name of the virgin and saint as our lady was pregnant that you will neither take nor scatter any of my birds my flocks that is to say cocks hens or chickens nor eat their nests, nor suck their blood, nor break their eggs, nor do any harm to them, etc. Etc. Yeah, the etc. is the strongest part of that all of it. <laughs> I swear I didn't add that it said that in the book. <laughs> it's important. It is important. It's true. It could be anything. They want to keep their options open. If you wanted a spell in a grimoire, what mm-hmm. kind of spell would you want to have? Oh. Like if you could just go to a book and pick something out to magically happen if yeah. you did things um I don't know would it be really boring to say could I make COVID go away forever that would be good there's nothing boring about that That's like how, I can't top it <laughs> I mean I don't know on a personal level I'd have to think about it but on a global level it seems like our all our lives would be much improved if COVID just disappeared forever so I think so. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be a grand ritual. Yeah, right. (laughs) That would be, yeah, big time. What about you? That would have to be egregoric. That would have to be a mass ritual. I see. Okay. Okay. So I couldn't just handle that myself. No, I don't think so. I mean, you could probably protect your own house from COVID with a spell and a grimoire, but right. (laughs) Spell and a vaccine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of 
<laughs> we just go searching through all these grimoires and the cure for COVID's been in it all along. <laughs> like you researchers were slumping. You were slacking on the job. You saved us all. <laughs> what kind of spell would you want to find in a grimoire? Um, I want to have the ability to make crows my friends. Oh, and, I love that. Yeah. And do my bidding, which I, yeah. I'm sure is in there somewhere. I'm sure just, it is too. That's just a familiar I mean, which kind of, what bird is more like closely tied to like the occult and like all this stuff than crows? I can't think of any, right? Oh, raven, yeah. maybe, cats. but cats. Yeah, I guess that's true. But yeah. in the bird world, you got, you know, the crow and that's it, I think. So <laughs> owls, owls. Yeah, I guess owls are kind of spooky. That's true. That's yeah. True. Yeah. I think magpies are evil, but oh really? Okay, yeah, I don't think just, I know much about magpies. I just had a traumatic experience that oh, I won't okay. share. I see. It'll make everybody sad. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a magpie do some very bad things. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, yeah. But no, crows are so cool, and I, you know what? <laughs> Actually, maybe this was a raven that I saw. I found a video, and I I don't know if I sent it to you or not, but it's a guy, like an Italian guy, playing the flute. Mm-hmm. And he's playing it and the bird is singing with him. Oh my God. Like he gives it a little cue and it yeah. like sings. It's, oh, I'll send, I'll, I'll post it. It's yeah, amazing. You should. That's yeah. cool. It's huh. so cute. Yeah. It's one of those ones you just like watch on a loop over and yeah. over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. When the printing press was invented, a lot of magical adepts got, you know, the way we do when a social media platform doesn't update basically. Yes. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Got it. They're like, eh, that's not as good. <laughs> because grimoires were used often as magical talismans mm-hmm. and were considered holy magical objects themselves, uh, it meant that people who were magical adepts thought that they didn't have as much power when they were printed en masse. I see. They're like, I didn't write that by hand. It wasn't illuminated. It wasn't written by a mystery person or perhaps <laughs> a demon. Ah. So eh, not that much p- more powerful. Sure. Um, and the fun thing about it was, though, it meant that people who weren't clergymen or priests, because those were mostly who magicians were. Okay. It meant that random people, regular people could have access to the information that was in the grimoires. Ah, so right. it started getting mass produced. There was this, um, there were these chapbooks in France in the 17th and 18th centuries called Bibliothèque Bleu. Mm. And they were just churning out pamphlets on all kinds of garbage. So, you know, not all garbage. Romance books, obviously. Okay, sure. Yep. <laughs> Cookbooks, prayer books. Oh, okay. Yeah. But then also these like satanic grimoires and stuff. Uh, they had okay. They had no brand. Their brand was everything. <laughs> okay. Their Got brand it. was low-key trash with some uh some overtures toward the holy people. I see. Okay. Okay. But Got it also it. meant people would take little excerpts from them and like uh make necklaces and carry around spells on small pieces of paper in their pockets Mm -hmm. and it just turned into memes basically oh i see okay memes of the past (laughs) (laughs) um so what i what i would like to do next is i would like us to talk about and read a couple excerpts from some of the more famous grimoires sure um or infamous, you could say. Ah, uh, yes, I guess I would say that actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, 
And for the record, this is not the first grimoire we've ever talked about on the show. You could consider the Malleus Maleficarum a grimoire, technically, since it talks about lots of different demons as if they're real, and there are divination methods that are supposed to help the witch hunters identify witches. But we're not here to talk about witch hunting manuals because we already talked about that in episode 52. And they're stupid and insulty. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Okay, except, Grin. Yeah. This isn't from a witch hunting manual, but mm-hmm. I want you to read the spell that a guy and his dad got executed for in Iceland. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So for background, most of the continental uh, Europe cases, for most of the cases of witchcraft in continental Europe, there weren't grimoires involved, not full grimoires, uh, Mm -hmm. because a lot of those people who were murdered were illiterate and mostly women. So potato, potato. Sure. Um, And the inquisitors, the Spanish Inquisition, there was an Italian one as well. Mm -hmm. They did confiscate grimoires but they were mostly focused on the fact that those grimoires had hebrew words in them so Ah, yeah so they're you know because the entire point was killing jewish people oh and you know so it's like which is sure but what they really wanted was to weed out other religions Mm, okay so when they saw a grimoire with like a tetragrammaton or there's a special word puzzles mm-hmm. you might think of them as or um symbols that's when people would kind of get in trouble for it especially if they were converted if they were quote unquote uh, converted they were in extra trouble if oh, they had these books yeah. so that wasn't the subject of like the what we know as the witch hunts so much mm-hmm. in continental europe however in iceland Grimoires were involved in a third of wow, and most of the people who were executed were men. Oh, and that's not girl boss feminism. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I was gonna say. Thanks, Iceland. Yeah, really. How refreshing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's see. So, in the grimoire, I'm having you read from. Yes. The reader was told to write a series of runic symbols in blood on white calfskin. Which are to afflict your belly with great shitting and shooting pains. (laughs) And all these may afflict your belly with very great farting. May your bones split asunder. May your guts burst. May your farting never stop, neither day nor night. May you become as weak as the fiend Loki, who was snared by all the gods. (laughs) executed (laughs) they killed the guy for doing this curse on a on a woman (laughs) girl boss feminism yeah really no finer example i can think of wow talk about gaslighting (laughs) r.i.p to these these men who died yes that's true sorry 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 yeah, you, you didn't deserve to die for the no, fart jokes. Not for the, it's actually pretty funny. Yeah, you should have won, or won a prize, not been executed. <laughs> I was such a little prude when I was a kid that mm-hmm. if I had heard that you could be executed for telling fart jokes, I would have yeah. like gotten on that train. Oh, same. So it was 100%. like so disgusted. I would be yes. like, yes, kill him. <laughs> Except don't, because God wouldn't yeah. like that. No. Except apparently in Iceland. Right, of course, yeah. It all makes all the sense in the world. 
So the first book I would like to talk about is The Picatrix. Okay. I, I love don't know. That word. I don't know. Yeah. I'm a, for a second, I was like, is it the Picatrix? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think it is. I think it's just Picatrix. It's Picatrix. Got it. Okay. Okay. It wasn't even that originally. I didn't write down uh, what it was, but it was an Arabic name because this was translated in the 13th century from Arabic uh, first into Spanish and then into Latin and this was one of those ones that the inquisitors went after because there were so many Islamic and Hebraic elements in it Um, so you know the the cunning folk which is what they called uh, simple healers Uh, um, okay Mm -hmm. it was fine if they did their little spells but Mm -hmm. you know once you got into the you know the Hebrew characters right you're, you're in really trouble. playing with fire yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. the fires of hell <laughs> exactly disgusting <laughs> so the naysayers of the picatrix uh were also upset because it was focused on astrology a lot and at the time that wasn't quite as common because it was like a long long time ago but sure. as time went on that was a major core component of most grimoires hmm. um is astrology so suck it haters <laughs> uh the picatrix contained a lot of healing magic and information and observations about the natural world um but it also had what witch hunters said quote had left more prescriptions than is necessary for the good of man okay quote <laughs> information man was not meant to know <laughs> there's spells for invisibility and love spells and sometimes a combination of those two that get pretty gross and rapey oh so like there was one where it's like make a woman dance naked for you okay yeah Mm -hmm. and then it also involves spells that um were potions and concoctions that you had to use very uh every type of bodily fluid basically and you had to get bodily fluids from animals, one of which is a baboon. Oh, huh. So good luck. Yeah, I was going to say, that seems hard to find. I mean, yeah. you live in a place where they baboon, I don't know where they live, but it's not here. I mean, that tells me that that was written for rich people. Yeah, exactly. Right. You pet baboon. <laughs> <laughs> Making it all about materialism, even in the 13th century. <laughs> like check your baboon privilege (laughs) all right so now we're gonna move on to um the the much hyped lesser key of solomon (laughs) so there was a key of solomon that was separate from the lesser key of solomon that one involved magical conjurations and invocations and curses um and while it talked about demons it didn't get into the same detailed descriptions of the lesser key Gotcha. So the lesser key is also called the Goetia. And uh, it is one of the most notorious. And Ooh. why do we know about it, Corinne? <laughs> I know about it because of the movie Hereditary um, and King Payman, uh, which uh, a video that Emily graciously sent me five days ago, I finally got around to watching today. Um, that is about how, I mean, I was really floored. Like, I just, yeah, I mean, just going like how Ari, or Ari Aster like went in so deeply into like all these aspects of like 
the like the myth and the you know everything in the grimoire or whatever about King Payman was really amazing I mean just all the different details and stuff like I for sure didn't notice I mean I think I've seen that movie three times now and I didn't notice like 70% of the stuff that they talked about um, and we've watched a lot of theory videos about yeah. hereditary while yeah. we were supposed to be working. Right. We can say that now because we don't work at the same place. No, we don't. So now we actually have to just, work. But do I just remember 2018 we went to that movie and then just like the next several months were you yeah. and me like messaging like mm-hmm. hereditary fan theory videos back and forth across <laughs> the office. <laughs> Uh, and it did get into the Paymon stuff um, yeah. in a lot of cases, but this video went really deep. Yes. I didn't know about, you know, the horns and how the music tied into it mm-hmm. and how some yeah. of the symbology uh, was involved and yep. uh, the rankings of the different demons, which I'll talk about. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this mm-hmm. is why I was so excited about this one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but I went was- into this occult store in Seattle. I don't know if I told you when I went to Seattle by myself, but there's one across the street from uh, UW, actually. I, oh, really? I, yeah. I think it's been there for a long time, too. Oh, dude, I probably know. I probably was when I was in college, there, I was probably too scared to go in, to be honest. But like, I'm sure I walked by it a million times. So. It was just like an extremely nerdy dude there <laughs> um, who thought was, that movie was the funniest thing ever. Really? <laughs> funny but like he was like everyone knows who this is now <laughs> he had a he He's had famous. like he had a big uh yeah. jewelry case with all of the sigils Whoa. like as jewelry yeah, yeah yeah which honestly that's a bridge too far for me yeah, I, would I was not... just gonna say that I would not wear that no no yeah thank you. Uh-huh. like I'm a smart ass but I'm not wearing a demon sigil on my neck same, same, yeah same. Yep, yep, yeah um so the sigils, what I'm talking about. The Lesser Key of Solomon is also called the Lamegaton. Sounds kind of robot-y. It's yeah, fine. I was going to say, it sounds like a transformer. But Lamegaton. Okay. <laughs> so it names and details 72 different demons and how to summon and bind them. So basically how to get them to do what you want. Gotcha. So like a lot of these other grimoires, it uses sacred names for God to put the demons under your control. So... It's not technically an evil book itself because you're supposed to like submit the demons to God. Ah, I see. Okay. Which is why it's Solomon's book. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's divided into the Ars Goetia, which is the book of evil spirits that we're most interested in. Our, oh, I don't know how to pronounce this. Ars Theurgia Goetia. Mm-hmm. And that's the, you know, apparently the morally gray spirits. Ah, <laughs> like, it's like the evil spirits and the not so evil spirits. I see. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, the Ars Paulina and the Ars Almadel that are kind of inde- indices, indexes of the demon's connections to the direct, the directions and, you know, north, south, east, west sure. and the planet. So like I said, lots of uh, astrology. Um, and then the last bit is prayers. Ah, I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So basically summoning, exercising, Mm -hmm. binding. Gotcha. Those types of prayers. Um, so the Ars Goetia is the first part, the most famous part. Um, Goetia is a Latin term referring to the evocation of demons. And because we already brought it up, this is what the lesser key of Solomon has to say about King Payman. The ninth spirit in this order is Payman, a great king and very obedient unto Lucifer. He appeareth. 
Oh. <laughs> Such a rule follower. God, the irony. <laughs> he appeareth, that's okay. He appeareth in the form of a man sitting upon a dromedary with a crown most glorious upon his head. There goeth before him also a host of spirits, like men with trumpets and well-sounding cymbals and all other sorts of musical instruments. He hath a great voice and roareth at his first coming, and his speech is such that the magician cannot well understand unless he can compel him. This spirit can teach all arts and sciences and other secret things. He can discover unto thee what the earth is and what holdeth it up in the waters and what mind is and where it is or any other thing thou mayest desire to know. He giveth dignity and confirmeth the same. He bindeth or maketh any man subject unto the magician if he so desire it. He giveth good familiars and such as can teach all arts. Wait, so he can get me a crow? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Maybe it'd be worth trying to summon him. I don't know. No, we'll have to kill people. <laughs> okay, keep going. Okay, okay. He is to be observed towards the West. He is of the order of dominations. He hath under him 200 legions of spirits, and part of them are of the order of angels, and the other, other part of potentates. Can I say that right? Is it potentates? Potent. I never know how to say that word. Whatever. Just, okay. you know, just be confident. Yeah, okay. The other part of potentates. <laughs> now, if thou callest the spirit payment alone, thou must make him some offering, and there will attend him two kings called Labal and Abali. And also other spirits who be of the order of potentates in his host and 25 legions. And those spirits which be subject unto them are not always with them unless the magician do compel them. I think one of the things that they left out of hereditary is just like the 200 legions of demons yeah, that's that a come lot. with this guy. That's a lot. I mean, I feel like, yeah, he's a, I mean, he's Jesus. That's a, that's a important uh, dude there. The, you know? That's a detail. Yeah. He's a, yeah. I guess, Lucifer's number two. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Which is yeah. going to, um, by the way, conflict with the later grimoire. So oh. I, I take issue. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's so funny because when I used to watch like that you know you watch the exorcist and you watch yeah. scary movies from mm -hmm. the more catholic point of view and they yeah. make it seem like you're like why would you ever summon a demon right like yeah. why on earth would you mm -hmm. ever do that and yeah. then you read this and you're like I can get a crow <laughs> I finally understand yeah. <laughs> I mean like he can tell you whatever you want right you know? yeah yeah I mean, it's, it's very tempting. He's got a whole band. Yeah. He's got a whole, he comes with 200 other people or whatever. Who doesn't love a guy in a band? It's true. Or a guy on a horse, you know? Uh, no, no, no. He's not on a horse. He's on the drama. Oh, camel. 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 Some of these guys are on horses, mostly pale horses. Of oh. course. <laughs> One guy rides a crocodile. <laughs> wow. Okay. I don't remember whether there's like a rhinoceros or something like oh that. Oh my God. But okay. Amazing. So right. as we mentioned, there's 71 other ones. We're not going to read them all, obviously. Um, but there is Baal, which I remember from the Bible. From oh, okay. Yep. 
Asmodeus, who is like a lust demon. Oh, okay. and I think he's in a lot of horror movies too. Okay, sure. But he's also very important in the Lesser Key of Solomon because oh. he helps Solomon build the temple. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's it. That's the whole thing. The rabbi I was watching was talking about it, and he was like, "Then you had to get Asmodeus drunk and drag him with chains to blah blah blah." <laughs> it's it's a whole thing. Like he did that thing that like religious teachers do, where they know that they're saying a bunch of really esoteric confusing stuff and then they try to throw in something cute like that <laughs> and I was just like you're adorable like <laughs> bless you and your YouTube oh. channel forever That's really funny. um yeah and then Malthus which I think is the nun from the nun I think it was actually Annabelle the doll oh yeah. okay yeah okay. yeah yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't remember what the the demon and the nun was. I do not remember that. But I see after Astaroth, you have Andras, who was the demon in My Best Friend's Exorcism, yeah! right? Yeah, yeah. It comes full circle. Yeah. There was yeah. also one named Amy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what am I? Amy March. It's probably her. Oh shit. Yeah. See. Oh he, man. He, he is did. The president of hell. Anyway. he is a president he oh, is the president he was okay. a he though that's the problem yeah, it's right. like why did they name yeah. amy for girls yeah that's true that doesn't make yeah. sense anyway. um <laughs> my personal favorite was fur fur <laughs> i didn't write down anything else about him i just, <laughs> it's I just like that's the you know it's 11 30 i'm like that's yeah. the dumbest <laughs> demon name i've ever seen or I guess that's, Zaza is scarier, Zozo, yeah, you know, true. the, right, the right. Ouija, the famous Ouija board. The fam- right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So it, for people who don't know, mm-hmm. I have never, well, no, mom, I've never played with the Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> Zozo apparently is a thing that happens where people like say who's here with us and it goes Z-O-Z-O or Z-A-Z-A and it happens to people a lot so mm-hmm. interesting okay I have also never played with it I'm ter- I'm too scared I'm not touching that thing mm. so ever ever yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> I totally haven't either yeah um fur fur though that's that's a good one right that is a good one <laughs> If Furfur showed up, I'd be like, how do you let them talk to you like that, man? <laughs> you like, that's, stand up for yourself. That's my yeah. question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so some of them, as we mentioned, dromedaries, horses. Um, one of them shows up as a sea monster. Oh, that's cool. And the sea monster um, gives you gifts in the art of rhetoric. <laughs> <laughs> Famously, the... <laughs> famously a skill of the sea monster the art of rhetoric oh my god um have you seen basket case i have not no but you know about it i do know about it yeah Mm -hmm. okay it's this horror movie for all of our listeners where this guy is carrying around like a picnic basket and it has his like his unformed twin brother inside so i don't know like basically if a teratoma lived ah i gotcha okay okay yep yeah and his name is belial oh belial which is one of the demons oh okay that makes sense all right no relation (laughs) um so they also and this was something i learned from the hereditary video we both watched they all have different ranks so duke prince marquise president earl knight or did i say king king yep earl knight or king 
um, in one of the podcasts I was listening to, it was the one with Al Cummins. He pointed out that that wasn't really that important. It was, it was sort of saying what the hierarchy was between the demons, but just the fact that they were certain things was sort of the same reason that it was assumed that priests would be the people doing all of the spells. That's just the way things were. That's how people organized hierarchies Mm -hmm. at the time. And also at the time, the people who were in the position to do the magic weren't the random rich boys uh, who wanted to wear robes and shoot magic missile into the darkness. Sure. It was priests and clergymen. I buy that. Yeah. Yeah. So here, Corinne, I will have you yeah. read the epilogue that's oh. near the end of the key, lesser key, where we find out what King Solomon did and okay. how it shook out for him. Okay. Okay. All right. Is this supposed to be the first oh, one? Supposed yeah, to be here? Okay. I think so. I'm just making sure. That's I okay. did copy paste, so that's not my oh, typo. No, I believe you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, McGregor Mathers. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Bad editing, Alistair Crowley. <laughs> Too much heroin. Yep, that'll do it. Yeah. All right. Here be the 72 mighty kings and princes, which King Solomon commanded into a vessel of brass, together with their legions, of whom Belial, Bileth, Asmodei, and Gap were chief. And it is to be noted that Solomon did this because of their pride, for he never declared other reason why he thus bound them. And when he had thus bound them up and sealed the vessel, he by divine power did chase them all into a deep lake or hole in Babylon. And they of Babylon, wondering to see such a thing, they did then go wholly into the lake to break the vessel open, expecting to find great store of treasure therein. But when they had broken it open, out flew the chief spirits immediately with their legions following them. And they were all restored to their former places, except Belial, who entered into a certain image. And then gave answers unto those who did offer sacrifices unto him and did worship the image as their God, etc. Et <laughs> Wait, maybe Bilal went into a picnic basket. Maybe he did. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have to say, if I saw like a rich guy put a brass vessel in a lake or a hole, which is it? Is it a lake or a hole? Like, I don't you know. know. Yeah. Um, I would probably think he was burying treasure too. Yeah, I know. Me too, for sure. This yeah. is why but... you don't dig up buried treasure, guys. Yeah. Geocachers, what are you trying to do? Yeah. <laughs> Just... COVID is your fault, geocachers. Yeah, really? God. Ugh. Any any uh, remaining thoughts on the lesser key of Solomon? I mean, the only one, I just really want to look up more about Furfur now <laughs> that we've had this discussion and what I his mean, whole deal is. So yeah. I will link the PDF. Oh, thank which you. Was, yeah. Which I found for free online. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not afraid to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll <laughs> check it out. Yeah. No, I really want to learn more about the one with the most embarrassing name. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. Gap is also kind of embarrassing. Yeah, true. There's a couple of those that aren't great, but I mean, what, what can you do, I guess? And yeah. don't worry, you're not stealing money out of McGregor Mathers. Oh, good. Mouth okay. Because okay. he's very dead. He's very dead. And so is Alistair right. Crowley. So right, right. Yeah. You're not cheating authors by downloading this PDF. <laughs> Solomon, also dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to talk about crimes. Nice. Okay. All right. So we're going to talk about the Petit Albert mm-hmm. and the Hand of Glory. Oh. 
also um, another supposedly cursed book, which was only overshadowed in France by the one we're going to talk about after it, mm-hmm. um, is the Petit Albert. So um, Petit Albert is famous for having the original spell to create a hand of glory. Corinne, would oh. you like to read to us? I would. How a hand of glory is made. Yes. All right, here goes. Take the right or left hand of a felon who is hanging from a gibbet beside a highway. Wrap it in part of a funeral pall and so wrapped, squeeze it well. Then put it into an earthenware vessel with zimat, nitre, salt, and long peppers, the whole well powdered. Leave it in this vessel for a fortnight. Then take it out and expose it to full sunlight during the dog days until it becomes quite dry. If the sun is not strong enough, Put it in an oven with fern and vervan. Next, make a kind of candle from the fat of a gibbeted felon, virgin wax, sesame, and pony, and use the hand of glory as a candlestick to hold this candle when lighted. And when those in every place into which you go with this baneful instrument shall remain motionless. So gibbet is like the gallows. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the felon is is a hanged man. Oh, I see. Okay. So hands of glory were supposed to help you rob houses. Oh. So when, when, um, let's see, those in every place into which you go with this baneful instrument shall remain motionless. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So So what it's supposed to do is you light the fingers. Okay. That are candles. Yep. And for every finger... Mm. Um, a person in the house falls asleep and can't be woken up until the oh. flames burn down. Gotcha. Okay. So if there's only three people, you still got two fingers left at the end. Right. Um, if there's more than five people, though, yeah. you got to deal with that one person. Oh, so I don't know okay. if you kill them or if you just right. like try yeah. to be really sneaky. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so obviously okay. this was a curse book. Because right. It showed you how to steal things. Yeah, of course. Also, like you know <laughs> i mean i don't think they cared that much about what happened to the the bodies of criminals mm-hmm. but you did have to saw someone's dead hand off and that's yeah gross that is super gruesome yeah it's true it's true well and i'm also thinking about like what if you broke into the house of like i don't know a mormon family they have 10 kids what are you gonna do you got one hand then what do you do with the other five? Then you got to kill the other five people. I don't know. This seems like a lot of work. Anyway, but yeah. <laughs> there weren't Mormons yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then never mind. <laughs> but there were Catholics. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they had a fuck ton of kids. So yeah, same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. risky, risky no risky, matter what. Yes. And you don't get to yeah. choose who falls asleep. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what's the point? Yeah, it's true. Now, this mm-hmm. seems like eh, I, I would not choose this one. But. crime begets more crime yes exactly yeah right. also like very smelly a, a very smelly <laughs> business yeah like that is like wrap <laughs> and squeeze it well <laughs> like, what are you what are you squeezing <laughs> yeah. oh god no thank you yeah. exsanguinate Ugh. Ugh. all right so the thing that is more evil than that mm-hmm. what do you think is more evil than that only oh this has got to be like a satanic book of some kind right yeah. It. yeah summoning the, the devil the big man downstairs so the grand grimoire yes davies called this one 
the first explicitly diabolic mass market <laughs> grimoire. Ooh. <laughs> Publishing history. <laughs> it was probably first mass published by Bibliothèque Bleu, hmm. who we referred to earlier. Right. Who would publish anything? Yeah. Um, in 1750. Oh. It was also called Dragon Rouge, aka the fiery dragon or red dragon. The Grand Grimoire told you how to call and make a pact with the devil himself. Oof. It says that, but then you actually find out when you're reading it that it's actually his prime minister. Oh. Lucifuge Rofocal. <laughs> which I think is like one of the dumbest, laziest names for someone to come up with about the prime minister of hell. It's like, That's could you true. have thought of something that didn't yeah. sound like Lucifer? Right, right. Yeah. Could you have exactly. been more creative? Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Hell also, I thought Payman was the prime minister of hell. So, yeah, I thought he was like the second in command. I guess not. Um, yeah. No? Take it up with Solomon Grand Grimoire. Yeah. <laughs> so, Corinne, are you ready? I'm ready to, to invoke the yes. the prime minister of hell. Yes, I am on our All podcast. Right. <laughs> Here goes. All right. <laughs> Content warning: We're summoning <laughs> the prime minister of hell. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. <clears throat> all right. Emperor Lucifer, master of all the rebel spirits. I beg you to favor me in the call that I am making to your grand minister, Lucifuge Ropakal, desiring to make a pact with him. I beg you also, Prince Beelzebub, to protect me in my undertaking. Oh, Count Astaroth, be favorable to me and make it so that this night the grand Lucifuge appears to me in human form and without any bad odor. And that he accords to me by the pact that I'm going to present to him all the riches I need. I have to say, okay, and without any bad odor is capitalized. <laughs> I did not capitalize really? that. That's how it I was. thought you did. Oh my God. Wow. That must have been real stinky. I mean, if you capitalize that, like. No wow. sulfur, please. No sulfur. <laughs> we cannot handle that here. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, that was great. <laughs> See, to me, it seems like you're summoning everybody but the devil. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you yeah. be like, Lucifer, help right. me yeah. summon your exactly. second in command? Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. That's dumb. Well, whatever. So people were uh, prosecuted by law for having this book. Um, they were accused of being able to call the devil just by touching it. Wow. So, so you did more than what they did oh wow okay By, yeah, yeah sorry sorry bait no, and switch sorry. there yeah um, no. but yeah they're like oh if you even touch it it's going to possess you or whatever oh, okay. so and this is also different from the lesser key in that you're going in with the purpose to make a pact with the evil spirits rather than you know helping rebuild the temple or right. binding the spirits to keep them away from people. Sure. Sure. Can I also say, I'm going back to the lesser key. Yeah. It says that it's for binding and exercising, but I'm like, why do you keep telling me all the things that are promised by these people <laughs> or true. by these spirits? That's like, true. why are you like, telling me the cool shit that they can do? Yeah, they're telling well, we want to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gotcha there. Yeah. <laughs> but the funniest part of the grand grimoire is the drawings to me yeah because they look really really childish and mm -hmm. I guess that can be creepy 
But when you're looking at this thing that's like, this is the most evil book ever. And then you see somebody like doing a really cute little devil face. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> oh no. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, you know, talk to some Renaissance artists and get back to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that Davies talks about in a lot more detail than I'm able to get into is uh, how publishers and rare book collectors would price gouge these things. They'd, uh, you know, talk about basically all the things that people do today to yeah. pull frauds is false certificates of authenticity and um, just scamming. Yeah. Uh, putting out false grimoires. Oh. Where basically, there's a bunch of troll language in it. <laughs> Because they think that everyone who has it is superstitious. And they're uh, like, ha, ha, ha. Anyone yeah. who does this is a poo-poo head. <laughs> <laughs> and is not, as we learn from the hands of um, Glory. Yeah. Is, is theft not worse than any other curse in the world? Yeah, it's true. It is. <sighs> any other thoughts on the Grand Grimoire, Corinne? I would really like to see these drawings that you're talking about. Um, I'll, I'll send you some. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it sounds kind of like, uh, yeah. I mean, I agree with you that, like, why wouldn't you just ask Lucifer himself for all these things instead of being like, hey, can I talk to your, like, your secretary, you know? <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, those are, <laughs> that, that concludes my thoughts on the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and there's a part of me that's like, what if some expert in the Grand Grimoire is like, actually, like, you do summon the devil later. You just oh. weren't paying enough attention. Oh. I don't know. So sorry. Yeah, whatever. All right. Whatever. Excuse <laughs> me. I'm getting paid yeah. so much for this. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm mad at my imaginary fact checkers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's a lot of haunted book videos on YouTube. I did do mention one of these in the sources. Um, I tried to dig up more information on some of the haunted books they talked about because, you know, it wasn't just about grimoires. It was about curse books. Oh, yeah. But I couldn't find I couldn't follow up with a lot of information on the ones that I wanted to know about. There was one Spanish book called The Orphan's Tale, hmm. which apparently um, every time an editor would get their hands on it or a publisher would get their hands on it, they die in some horrific way, oh. like in a car accident or something yeah. like that. Damn. It was like the poltergeist curse or something okay. like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like the poltergeist curse. But now it's fine. The person okay. <laughs> they finally published it yeah and there's like one guardian article but then it's like history is so interesting i'm like i want to <laughs> know about all the people who died publishing yeah. this book damn it yeah seriously yeah yeah oh the other thing that i think you would be interested in yeah. and davies talked about it a bunch is scandinavian black books oh okay mm -hmm. so they're kind of the book of shadows thing that i was talking about where you have your own in your house and you add to it yourself Okay. But they're like super, super satanic. Oh. There's there's an entire spell where you can like summon all of the legions of angels in hell and it starts with you renouncing God. Oh whoa. <laughs> that is really metal. It's but, just yeah. true. I'm like, ah, a lot of things have started making sense now. <laughs> Black metal yeah. now totally makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Yeah, I won't make Ooh. you read that spell, don't worry. No, thank you. Yeah, that might be a bridge too far. Even <laughs> yeah. Um, great. What do you think? Grimoires. Halloween. Uh, 
I mean, I love it. I love it all. I love grimoires. I love Halloween. Freaking I bats. Hate COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I hate COVID. I like ravens. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, um, Why do you yeah. have a prime minister of hell? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why do you mean? I mean, I don't know. I can understand that like Lucifer is busy. <laughs> and he needs someone to like keep his appointment book and whatever. But yeah, it seems like to like make it, you know, like have them be your sort of like, I don't know, be the person who answers the requests for you to help people. I don't know. It just seems like, why, yeah, why can't you just go to the man himself? Or the- and then you have to specify that he like take a shower before coming and visiting <laughs> your house. <laughs> Please don't be stinky. When don't have the odor. Don't have the odor. I have to have guests tomorrow. I can't have you stinking up my hut. <laughs> but still, please come help me because I would appreciate it. Yeah. Please, please. But on completely my terms. Yeah, exactly. Ungrateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, you can find us on our website, hybridpubscout.com, Twitter at hybridpubscout, Instagram at hybridpubscoutpod, and on your favorite podcast platforms. And if you're feeling generous, please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and a very nice review, please. Unless we totally fucked up our uh, our <laughs> interpretation of the Grand Grimoire. In which case... <laughs> thanks, Corinne. This was fun. Yeah, thank you. This was fun. And thanks for giving a rip about books. And happy Halloween!